Blog Talk Radio. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will... Welcome to the March 19th episode of Alternative Wrestling Radio. My name is Zombie Matt, and this show is brought to you by our sponsors, BrownButterWrestling.com. Um, Brown Butter, you know, carries merchandise from uh, from performers all over the world, but they kind of tend to focus more on the West Coast. But you know, uh, there there are other you know places out there that actually give better better deals and better uh, things than. Uh, PWT, but I just you know, take care of my friends and they take care of me. So also like to whew, wow, sorry, got just got home from work a little while ago. Um, one of our other sponsors would be Joseph DeFalco the Third Studios. Uh, he's based out of Las Vegas, but he does travel. Uh, you can get him on Facebook at JD Three Studio. And last but not least, we have Killjoy Designs, the man who who designed the uh, Dawn of the Dead Alternative Wrestling Radio T-shirt. Uh, he's on Facebook at Joe Killjoy Designs or on Twitter at Just Killjoy Designs. Um, before we get started here, uh, I'm going to have to uh, beat someone with a shovel. Those that know me know that I'm an old school tape trading head. I, I came up as a tape trader, you know, in the early '90s, and you know, even you know before that, and you know, I got into a bunch of indies and 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 Japan, and Mexico, and Europe, and stuff like that through tape trading and I you know I still have friends still you know what I mean that that I deal with and talk to and um but yeah and I, I do you know some trading not much but sometimes there's you know stuff I just got to see but there's a guy out there that has done people wrong he's done people dirty they've sent him DVDs and and he's reported uh as either not not arriving or uh selling bootlegs or whatever and reported them to PayPal and uh, got his money back refunded um while keeping the merchandise that's dirty uh Cody Young I know you are on my my uh friends list on Facebook uh you are the Utah Utah sign guy and that is uh your Facebook URL uh dude you're wrong okay you're ripping people off it's not cool and this guy's a referee as well so you know I mean if you want to deal with shady people I, I you know I, I understand that but this dude is wrong Cody Young you're a dick you need to uh, give people's money back, you know, and, and you're messing with people that, you know, that are good people that just try to get, you know, footage out for others to see. You're a dick, dude, and that's why you get beaten with a shovel. But enough about me. Um, I'd like to introduce a man that has just defected from the West Coast, um, a young man in the business, not in that long, uh, the Phoenix Kid. Welcome to the show, kid. How you doing, brother? 
Pretty good, pretty good, and beat that kid with a shovel. Like, literally beat that kid with a shovel. Yeah, you know, sometimes you just got to get hardcore, and, you know, it is what it is. No, I I hear you. I, I'm totally 100% with you. Um, Yeah, forget that kid, man. That's all I can well, do. Is I don't even want to give him any more press. Well, he's got he's got stuff coming, so I'm going to stick it to him. Just because it's wrong, and, I mean – Especially if you know, if anybody you know really knows me, I came up as a tape trading head, and that the worst were people that you know would re- rip other people off. It's just it's wrong, you know, because it's all about everybody seeing you know what you can't see, and you know kids aren't we we aren't lucky like you are right now with YouTube. I mean, you guys just go on right, YouTube right. and boom, it's right there. Us, we had to wait two weeks for you know something to come, you know, from across the country, you know, and sometimes even outside the U.S. But right, you know, right. we're, we're we're not here to talk about tape trading. We're here to talk about you, youngin. What made you decide to leave uh, California? Or the well, West Coast? That's the fun. Uh, that's the fun thing. Um, I was in I was out of Washington. Um, for a little bit. Um, probably probably about a year. I was out of Washington. Um, my army time was done. Um, so I just came back home and was like, "Yeah, Texas, let's, let's come back." <laughs> well, there you go. Um, what companies did you work for up north? Did, did you work for Three Two One Battle? And I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that you sat in the crowd at Defy. It's kind of hard to get booked for those kids nowadays. Right, right. Um, let's see. Um, I started off in Alaska originally. Let's let's get that out the way. Um, I I sat in for Three Two One Battle. I know pretty much all that that entire roster. Um, I never got on with those guys. Um, Defy was one I never got to actually go see. Because I was always booked on something else um, when they would be in town or doing their thing. So, I mean, got to see a lot of those guys, a lot of the local guys come, you know, and do their thing. And I was happy for them. But at the same time, it was like, I got to hustle, too. So, who trained you? Who broke you in? I was, yep. I was trained by JT West up in Alaska, um, out of the Anchorage area. Um, there's still some guys up there doing their thing, um, NSA wrestling, and, um, 49 states is actually about to have their debut show um, here on the 30th. Cheap plug for them. Um, but, yeah, J.T. West was the guy that broke broke me in. Um, I stayed in Alaska for a good solid two years, and I just spent my last year in Washington. So a lot of Pacific Northwest and um, Alaska stuff, but I did get around a little bit. So I, I noticed your, your name pop up a couple weeks ago for uh, – it wasn't Blood Brothers. It was – was it UEW? It was one of the hardcore promotions down yeah. south. Okay, yeah. how'd you get that booking, for one, and what are your opinions on hardcore wrestling? Um, let me. Well, I'll go ahead and throw it out there first. I've I've done Blood Brothers. Um, last year for Crimson Cup, I was there. Um, UEW was one of those ones I was trying to get from. As soon as I, as soon as my trainer was like, "Okay, you're good to." good to travel and do whatever you want to do. Um, UEW was one of those ones I, I tried to get on because I liked the hardcore wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. My first influences in the hardcore wrestling was like Hayabusa and um, Sick Nick Mondo, different stuff like that. The earlier tournaments of death before YouTube got super commercial and you can't get anything on there now. <laughs> but um, I love hardcore wrestling. Hardcore wrestling is fun. Um, Deathmatch wrestling is even funner. But at the same time, I I get where people are like, oh well, don't get pigeonholed into it and this that and the other. But in my opinion, I mean, it's just still an art, still a skill. 
um, at the end of the day, the marquee still says wrestling. Mm-hmm. Now, people are right about being pigeonholed. Okay, it, it, it's true, and this is come coming from a fan of forty years. Okay, Drake right, right. Younger got lucky. Okay, Drake's a hell of a guy. He, you know, he's a NorCal transplant. You know, as well. Before he got signed, he moved out here and got clean, and then he he signed. And he's the exception to the rule. And I don't want guys to look at that and be like, "Oh shit, we could do this," and then you know, just jump in like he did. You need to. I I I, I preach that people need to learn from different people, wrestle different styles. I mean, you have to go to Mexico. You know, you have to do. You have to learn lucha. You have to. Uh, learn, you know, the, the British style or whatever. You, it's about being well-rounded. That way, you don't. The, the whole pigeonholing is that you're not able to take bookings or ask to be booked at places because they just see you as one person. Um, if you're if you're able to be be diverse, then you can work for different companies. I'm not burying hardcore wrestling. It's not my thing. But you know what, man? It takes right. a set for you to to step in the ring, and you get my respect for that. And that's that's my big my biggest thing with it is um I'm not I'm not trying to be Drake Younger I'm not I I'm not trying to sign <laughs> just point blank that's not that's not a goal for me um my biggest goal is to get out of the country and stay out of the country <laughs> mm-hmm. um, there you go just kind of be a regular be a regular in Mexico or Japan so I understand what my what my goal is and I understand what my contribution to that style of wrestling is at the same time I can wrestle. You need me to wrestle a straight match. Most promoters know, hey, this guy can wrestle a straight match if we want him to. However, we would, we'd we'd prefer it if he does the hardcore stuff, just because we we know that's gonna that's gonna work in his favor too. Um, like and like you said, learning different the West Coast style in general of that SoCal style is really hard for me to, right now. Um, being so young in the business and not something that I don't get to do very often, but it's a style that I'm starting to learn and starting to adapt to as I get to go out there more. And, you know, now I'm in Texas, which I'm sure is going to be a way different style than I'm used to altogether, but um, I'm looking forward to it. And like I said, it's all about learning different things and incorporating those different things into whatever you're going to be the the master of or whatever you're going to say that's your craft, that's your style. Well, you you've moved to the hotbed of intergender wrestling. Um, it's it's really big in in Texas with my girl Thunder Rosa, who's trained from out here. Yeah, she's a NorCal girl. She just relocated to 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 uh to Texas, but she trained here. And um, there's also the Sabotage promotion there, and there's a bunch of other ones that do the intergender. Uh, have you done any intergen any intergender wrestling yet? Um. I've done it once or twice, not nothing to like really be like, oh, this was a, something of note. Just I've done it once or twice, and I'm I'm not against it. Um, there's there's plenty of females I wouldn't I wouldn't mind working in the future. Um, I I see no issue with it. If, if the female can go, then whatever. If she's like any other wrestling match, if she she knows what she's doing, she's properly trained. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I'm turning the corner on it myself. Um, I mean, it, for a long time, I I wouldn't watch women. I just wouldn't, you know. And then um, uh, Thunder Rosa kind of turned things around for me. And then it, on to Shotzi and you know all these other you know we we have Nicole Savoy out here. We have some very gifted 
performers that happen to be women. They just happen to have right. boobs. You know, it just is what it is. And now I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of getting, getting the, you know, into it. And I think it, if it's done correctly and the psychology is there, I don't have an issue. It's if there isn't any psychology or if it doesn't make sense what's being done, then it's kind of actually, you know what? That's just in general. I'm old school like that. Yeah. That, you know, yeah. where where you're in there to yeah. tell a story and you're you're to entertain the fans, and it's not. You know, it's it's. I'm just a grizzled old fart. But <laughs> no, so no, now, no. Now I, I I totally get that. <laughs> okay. I I just see. I, I like having young kids on because I I like to. Um, no, I have not trained. No, I have not wrestled. But I have seen pretty much everything under the sun. I know what's good. I know what's not. I learn from people's mistakes. I learn from my own mistakes. So, you know, and it's just a different eye. It's the whole thing is not being rude and disrespectful. That's why right, right. a lot of performers get upset with these keyboard warriors because you know they come up rude and and all that and out of you know out of place. I'm not going to mention any names, but there are some performers out here that they hit me on Messenger after a match that you know I've seen of theirs the night before, you know, and I give them honest right. critiques, you know, what I've seen, what's tight, what's what needs to be worked on, and that's it's a respect thing, but it's not out in front of the people, and it, it's not, you know, it's not not put on Facebook or whatever. It, it's you know, it's personal and it's private. That way, people learn because everybody learns. I mean. Right. I, I'm learning about you right now, and I mean right, I've got exactly. 190 podcasts under my belt, and I'm still learning. Right. But yeah, well, this isn't about me. Uh, so <laughs> we're, we're going to get into plugs and, and whatever um, um, later on. But um, right, right. What what promotions are you uh, are you booked for currently coming up? Uh, right now, I am taking a small break. Just to um, just to recover my shoulder, um, I did end up hurting it when I went to SoCal this last trip, and then I wrestled on it again. Um, so I'm taking just a just a short break just to just to recover up enough to um, make my Nortile debut down in um, down in Agua for um, their History of Violence show. So that's going to be my the the crazy Nortile debut. It's also going to be mm-hmm. a death match, so I want to be be um, as recovered as humanly possible for that, and shoulder injuries take a take a minute. So I'm trying to trying my best to let that rest, but it it's yeah. been kind of annoying sitting on the side. I know about bum shoulders, bro. Take your time. Take your time. Yep, yep. You know, just take your time. I mean, you're not an old man like me with arthritis and everything, but you know, you gotta just you have to watch your shoulders because no matter what, you you roll on them and you land on them, and you just gotta be careful. And you're young, you have. Plenty of time. We are in the middle of a boom that's going to be lasting for many, many years to come. So you uh, you actually got into the business, you know, at the right time, as far as on the independent uh, scene. Um, how's uh, Mr. Trevino to work to uh, deal with? I know I know um, you haven't worked for Ugwa yet, have you? No, no. Okay. How was how was Anthony to deal with? Because he's he's a different cat. Um, he was, for me, he was super duper easy and super duper cool. Um, yeah, it was a, I'm not to get into like the whole business aspect of it, but <clears throat> without, without disclosing too much, it was a really, really 
quick done deal of hey I'm reaching out okay what what do you got what's available kind of deal let's let's make something happen I'm interested you're interested let's do this I mean there was no um indie shenanigans going on Anthony's taking it from you know a backyard fed to you know a legitimate group you know that runs the Ritz from time to time but also runs in the backyard still but it's a legitimate a le- more legitimate um and he, I'm sorry, but his Ugwa is the exception to the rule. Um, honestly, I've seen some pretty bad backyard stuff. And, you know, I mean, I don't even consider it, you know, backyard. They happen to run shows from time to time in the yard. It just happens. I mean, it's just like running right, a park. And that, right, and that's that's totally the way I look at it. Um, it was one of those things I discovered later on. Um, and it was just when I discovered it, it was like, Originally, I'd heard I'd heard of it off off in passing, and it, it was kind of the like you said that oh uh, it's a backyard fed nobody nobody of work goes there, and then it's like okay whatever, and then kind of in my own research I discovered it and it's like oh wait this is this isn't just a backyard fed this is this is kind of cool this is the kind of stuff I want to do. Pardon me, sorry I'm just. A little bit of a belch there, and just drinking my hard apple cider. Um, it's been a long day at the office, and rushed home to eat dinner and and get on the air with you guys. So, <clears throat> so you're you're taking some time off. Um, just rest, no surgery. Just yep, just just rest. Um, I think it was just a. Um, I I haven't really. This will be the first time, and probably the last time I dive into um, what actually happens to my shoulder. Um, I ended up wrestling at um at underground um just during the match. I don't I'm I know what happened, but we're not going to, you know, publicize it whatever. Mm-hmm. Um ended up hurting my shoulder. Nobody's nobody's fault. Nothing crazy happened. It's just a freak accident. Um ended up hurting my shoulder, finished the match up. Thought I was good. Um ended up going to a Noki Dojo that night. Um then it was kind of a Oh, cool! You're here. You're away from from Washington. Uh, okay, cool. We can get you on the card. So last minute, hey, go grab your stuff. You're getting on. And I'm like, okay, cool. Did the eight man tag? Um, ended up hurting my shoulder even more. Um, definitely shouldn't have wrestled again that night. But got through the match again. Um, then the next day, went down to Gold Coast Federation. Um, did a hardcore match, and you know. So I'm, I'm taped up at this point, um, did a hardcore match, and he aggravated the injury a little bit more and was just like, you know what, I, I need to rest for a week because I have another show at my last show in Washington um, that next Saturday. Um, did the match, um, ended up taking one move and aggravated it even more. So it was like, okay, I got to stop now. <laughs> so it was, it was just a... Me being stubborn and not not resting it as much as I should have, um, but yeah, it's it's starting to get better. I've got got the full range of motion back. Um, it's only really hurting when I'm waking up and um, laying on it or whatever. But it's it's almost there. I'd say I'm about sixty percent right now. I could I could probably get in a match right now and be fine. So uh, being in the Northwest, uh, what companies did you work for? Um, I was. 
working for a lot of the smaller ones. So, um, like Blue Collar Wrestling, I was there for a little bit down in Portland. Um, Northwest Pro, um, Combat Pro Wrestling, um, WW. Um, those were the major ones I, were, I was at frequently. I would pop up in other places every now and then, but those were the those were the ones that I was. If you wanted to see me, that's where you were going to see me at. Hey, you know what? You got to start somewhere. Right, right. You know, you got to um, get that get that resume made. You know, those YouTube links. You know, it exactly, is what it is. Exactly, and my the biggest thing for me was always about not being not being in the Pacific Northwest. So I would travel whenever I could. Um, I did a, like I, said, I did a couple trips to SoCal. Um, I wrestled in Vegas once. Once, yeah, once. Um, went all the way out to West Virginia just to do my first death match. Um, so yeah, it was so a lot of it for me was just trying not to be in the area, even though I was based out of there. So it was it was a weird weird time for me. Why Texas? Texas. Um, Texas is my home, and um, mainly I'm just coming back just to go to college. That's my biggest big thing um, is I want to start college here very soon, hopefully in the fall if everything comes comes together the way it should. Um, and Texas is just the the best spot for me personally. So it was more of a personal thing than a professional uh, wrestle thing. Well, okay, it's it's a hot spot. You know, there there are right, right. all over. It's a hot spot. You know, it's booming. Um, well, I'm going to ask you the the question that my wife insists that I ask all of my guests. Do you own any pets? No, 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 no pets. <laughs> no, no pets. No kids that you know of. All right. Well, that's good. Uh, no, 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 no pets. No kids. Uh, none of that. <laughs> good. Good for you. Lucky you. I've got kids. I've got dogs. I've got wife. I got a handful. But that's okay. <laughs> Keep this up. I won't have no, much of no. any of it. So. No, no, no kids until I'm done with deathmatch wrestling. <laughs> so, what are you going to study in college? What What do you want to do? What are you going to fall um, back I'm on? I'm trying to. I'm trying to get my major is going to be marketing with a minor in sports management. Be an agent. Smart guy. Yes. Yes. Very smart move. So let's let's get back to your training. Um, how long did you train before breaking in? Were, were you a prodigy like like Kurt Angle two weeks and you boom you're ready? Ah uh, no, I wish. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I know. Well, we I, right. Um, let me. I gotta think back on this timeline. So I started in November of started training in November of. 2014, I started refing the following month, um, and I refed all the way up until I debuted in my official debut um, as Phoenix Kid in March of 2016. Actually, tomorrow makes three years. <laughs> and then the I, mask of course, from? I had one. Um, the mask was just something I kind of was like, all right, I know I want like some kind of fusion of a dragon in in Phoenix, um, partially due to my um, heavy influence on Japanese wrestling, um, and part of it being um, Hayabusa being one of my bigger influences as far as 
actually being like, this is what I want to do, even though I don't wrestle any anything like him, <laughs> um, minus the death matches. <laughs> um, but and then it was kind of a, hey, I found this maker. Here's what I want. Do you make something happen? And they they made it happen. <laughs> it's kind of ironic when when we touched base about you coming on the show. I, I happened to actually be in the middle of watching the story of the F. Uh, FMW the tapes, and it, it's kind of ironic that that you being the Phoenix kid influenced by Hayabusa. I'm sitting there watching, you know, a, a gladiator against uh, Hayabusa, and nice, which, which I cool. find hilarious. I find hilarious because I I started watch catching the FMW stuff like in the infancy days of YouTube. So when they were when it was pretty much no hardly anybody knew about it. And, you can literally put anything on there. Um, and Hayabusa was one of those guys that I was just like, this is, this dude is, this is the man. And then, mm-hmm. of course, um, Tarzan Goto, who gets no, no love, no love from the Americans. Um, and then, of course, Onida. Everybody knows Onida. Onida is Onida. <laughs> the junior, you know, the junior stuff from FMW and Big Japan was really, really good. And that's that's the stuff I'm just discovering. The jun like the junior stuff. I cause those, a lot of that I would just like okay cool whatever. I just want to see the deathmatch stuff. Um, I was Iceman. I was Iceman. Oh. Iceman. Ricky Santana, the Iceman. He's great. He wrestles completely different with the mask on. It's amazing. And uh, Flying Kitty Kahara was uh was was something different too. It's it, it's. FMW doesn't get, you know, the respect that it should. It's um, just because you you hear about all the bombs and the explosion, the bob wire matches, but there's some really good wrestling too. Um, Right. So other than Hayabusa, who kind of caught your eye in in that late '90s uh, uh, hardcore scene? Um, of course, everybody um, points to Sabu. uh, You know, that's Mm -hmm. the, the general. Um, hey, you know what? He he does he deserves it every bit. I, I let let me drop a little Sabu story on you. Um, if you remember uh, a little while back, he needed to have his hip surgery, and he was booked out yeah. here uh, for APW against uh, the Almighty Sheik or Joseph, uh, or of Warby's owner of PCW, and they were you know they were doing the the, the Arab match or whatever, and it wasn't too good of a match because Sabu couldn't move. And, you know, and and he actually apologized at the merch table. I'm like, hey, bro, I got to see you. I got to see you. We didn't get him up here. He appeared some in Southern California, but we rarely got to see him up here. And I'm like, dude, you have nothing to apologize for. It's just, I'm just happy to see you. Right, right. Yeah, it was an amazing, amazing thing. That would be. That'd be the same for me, I guess. I'd be like, yes, this, this is cool because you're you're actually doing a match, and I'm getting to see it, you know, all these years later. But um, so uh, back to your yeah, go ahead. Okay, please. so did you also watch the IWA stuff? You know, uh, uh, Cactus and Funk and uh, the other stuff. I've I've seen I've seen seen King of, King of the Death Match '95. Um, for me, that one's just like okay, cool. Cool, um, but as far as anything else, IWA, no, I, I totally skipped over it. Um, just kind of like, okay, cool, whatever. It's, it's there. I know it's there, but I'm, 
I'm not that interested. <laughs> um, the Big Japan stuff was cool. It was just like, okay, I would see it every now and then. Um, I would never, like, remember anybody's names from there or anything like that. She's like, oh, cool, Big Japan, that's, that's cool. There's stuff going on. <laughs> but, um, yeah, a lot of it, um, a lot of the other influence um, outside of that stuff was, like, the not was like 90s New Japan um, junior heavyweights. Um, those were those were big, like early early Liger, um, El Samurai was another one that was really cool. Um, that's kind of where I first discovered um, Negro Cassis. Um, mm-hmm. Still, still, still going. Different. Still going. Yes, and still at a high my, level. One of my favorite luchadors. Yes. <laughs> Like I, I wanted to learn the the La Maestra Cradle just because I just because of him, and it's still a move I have trouble with. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, did you did you amateur wrestle or were you an athlete in in high school? Um, the only thing I did in um high school, I did a little bit of submission grappling. Um, you know, and everybody went through that phase. Um, um, I did that for about a good solid year. Um. I was competing every chance I got to do when I um, was doing that. Uh, no, no crazy competitions of note. Um, I picked up a few medals and local stuff, but nothing, nothing like world championships or anything crazy like that. It was just kind of something to do to kill. Well, I'm going to ask you the standard question. Just don't slap me. Um, okay. No, no. Where, where do you where, where do you see yourself, say, ten years down the road? What, what what do you think you're going to be doing? Ten, ten years from now, I'm probably still going to be killing myself doing cra- crazy bumps I shouldn't be doing. <laughs> and my kids are going to wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, why are you limping? <laughs> right. Well, What's you know, it is what it is. Right. Well, so have you have you gotten any uh, any contacts from outside the States? And Canada doesn't really count. <sighs> Or Mexico? No, Canada, I'm, I'm talking no, more like uh, more like WXW in Germany or or uh, you know Japan. Um, <laughs> the only contact I got out of the country was in Mexico. Um, I'm not going to go any further into that. Um, it's a I know the company. Thing. Uh, do you know the company? DTU. Come on, bro. No, no. It's oh, not okay. DTU. It's the other one. It's the other one. Okay. Um. It's not it's not DTU and it's not ZOA twenty three. So if you know if anybody knows Deathmatch Wrestling in Mexico, they'll figure it out. But it's, okay. it's yep. definitely I got not ZOA twenty three. I'm not gonna let it out the bag. I got it. Yeah, yeah. I'm a mark for yeah. for for hardcore lucha. I love it. Yes, I I am like super about it. I'm just like uh, I I'm like I just want to learn lucha just so I can do hardcore lucha. <laughs> Everybody's it's like completely that's, different. That's a dumb it's a trip. Right. Airboy's the man. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Oh man, I I I love all luchadors that can that do hardcore lucha just because of the fact that it's that actually apply lucha, lucha libre, and the hardcore wrestling. It's cool when they just get like smash and bash and let's just punch each other. I'm kind of like, okay, cool. I'm not gonna knock you, but I mean, it's not the same thing. It's not what I'm paying. It's not what I'm paying to see. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Well, kid, you're up on your half hour. Um, it was a pretty interesting discussion. I, I, did, I wasn't quite sure what we were going to get, but it was pretty cool. 
Um, I'm going to give you an opportunity to to get out your your Instagram, your Facebook, uh, your MySpace, your Twitter, all that other stuff. So uh, after you heal up, you could take some bookings. Right, right. All right. Um, my Facebook is simply just Phoenix Phoenix Kid. Um, that's Kid with two Ds. Um, you'll know I'm in the mask. I'm the black guy in the mask. <laughs> um, <laughs> my Instagram, pretty much. My um, Instagram and my um, Twitter is Phoenix Kid one K one D in the kid C F R. Um, I am taking bookings right now. However, um, I won't take anything else in March. Um, I have one seminar in March. I won't take any other bookings in March. But anything after that, um, feel free to hit me up, um, and I will. We will see what we can do. Awesome. Pretty good interview, kid. Thanks for coming on and, and giving me a little bit of your time. Well, hopefully, my no you know my my ADD wasn't all over the place. No problem. It was good. It's good. I appreciate the time. All right, we'll have a download link about eleven o'clock your time. So, uh, thanks for coming right. on, and I will be talking to you soon. All right. Thank you. You too. Have a good night. All right. That was the Phoenix kid, uh, a youngin. Um, you know, doing the death match thing and. As well as, you know, straight wrestling. Well, not straight wrestling, but just, you know, scientific wrestling, shall we say. And he wants to learn Lucha too, and he's going to go to college and all that good stuff in Texas. I'm going to play a quick commercial, then we're going to get to our main event. It's the Brown Budsy, the lovesy dovesy, one and only Brown Butter. Matt the Man Man sliding me 20 seconds here to let you know all the sorcery that Brown Butter Wrestling is conjuring up. And it simply cannot be done because everything doesn't fit into 20 seconds. And you already know that Brown Butter makes everything better. We make merch for pro wrestlers and promoters who care about the quality of the goods they're selling their fans. For the love of the sport of stories that is pro wrestling. We sell that merch and more on brownbutterwrestling.com. Coming later this month to your screens, we're producing Shows Over with AJ Kirsch, a weekly pro wrestling comedy news show with videos submitted by you, the fans. That might be enough for some, but this is brown butter, and it gets even better, cupcakes, so stay tuned. So says the brown budsy. So says brown butter. You know, Corey Brown's voice, man, just tickles my toes every time I hear that commercial. Um, I'd like to welcome to the show the big leaguer, Johnny Batabi. Welcome to the show, Johnny. It's been a while. It's been a long doing? time. Yeah. Am I coming in well right there? I got it on speaker. I'm playing Street Fighter also. You know, I like to multitask. Oh, hey, I don't blame you one bit. Uh, the question is, <laughs> what uh, alcoholic beverage do you have to the right of you? Uh... Michelob Ultra, hold on. There it is. Michelob Ultra, tall one. There you go. It, it wouldn't be a Johnny Butabi interview without a little bit of the drinko on the side. Well, you didn't ask what was on my left, so I got a <laughs> bottle of tequila, uh, silver tequila on my left here. So I'm going to pour a shot. We're going to get this party started, I think. Oh, man. Well, now I feel bad for drinking my angry orchard crisp apple cider. Oh, right. hey, that's, that's, uh, I remember when I was, I remember my first drink. Well, I needed to just take it easy. I, I don't need to get yeah, well, smashed. I, I like Angry Orchard. It's pretty good. It's a good. It's a good little. It's a really good cool down drink. I like that. Well, you are an OG of OGs as far as the Hood Slam. I don't know. 
yes. the, the Hood Slam family is concerned. Um, how did that all come together? And well, I, I kind of heard the origin story from, from Sam before, but I want to hear from you. How did this phenomenon, uh, you know, end up in an egg and hatch? Well, I, I was a uh, – I remember – being at, at the, uh, the Fat Cat Bar in Modesto, we were doing a show. It might have been – it was either Bushido or NAW. It was. It might have still been NAW at the time. But uh, I was telling Sam that, uh, about an idea I had for a, a tag team that I came up with when I was, like, in middle school. I was like, yeah, it's like the Roxbury guys, but put a K, so it's like the Knights of Roxbury. And I didn't think nothing of it. And uh, a few months later, he hits me up on the phone. He's like, hey, man, I'm working. I'm uh, booking the show. Do you want to be on the day after Devil Mountain? It's like 20 minutes away. All right, that sounds like, like it's like a party. Yeah, cool. All right. Oh, yeah, you're doing the Roxbury thing. What? All right. <laughs> so that's kind of how I got started with the company, and that was the very first show. Okay, you know, your your partner, your partner Anthony Riv, who just uh, had a birthday. Happy birthday, Riv. Um I have to say, that man has transformed his physique. <laughs> I mean, it, it's amazing seeing him, and yeah. you know, do him doing things that he's doing from from the wrestling to the adult entertainment to to having any any male or female that he wants. Um, it, it's amazing, and he, he's a good dude too. Um, let's let's talk about your time being around the Riv. Let, let's put the kid over. Yeah, well. He was, uh, I think it was about 2008, he started training. He was actually, actually, he started it. Actually, a lot of people don't know this. I started at SPW. Uh, he was there before I was there, even. Oh, wow. And he left uh, to go to go serve in the military. And during that time is when I started. So after he did his uh, his, his thing overseas and for the military, uh, he came back when I was like, I was already wrestling at this point. So I remember we, uh, and this was also at the Fat Cat. It might have been the same night, actually. Uh, he had been training. He might have had a match or two under his belt at this time. And I remember Venice DeMarco coming up to me, and I was standing next to Riv, and he's like, hey, it's hella cool. Your brother's wrestling, too. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, you guys aren't related? I'm like, we just kind of looked at each other, and we're just like, I could definitely see that. And that, I'm thinking that's why Sam ended up sticking us together later on uh, as a tag team. But we had a hell of a fucking run, and uh, it was a blast. And we were on Hood Slam one, like we we went for like like six and a half years not missing a show, so it was pretty sweet. There's all kinds of talent that have come, gone, you know, uh, individual bookings here and there. You've seen pretty much a who's who. Um, yeah. The commandos, the cuzzies, oh, donors, yeah. whatever you want to call them. Yeah. They are fucking amazing. Oh, I've um, known them forever. I mean, they, they, I don't think I've ever really seen a bad match with them as a team. And, you know, the, the thing, they do their own thing. They're independent to the heart all the way yeah. down. And I respect them mad, mad respect. Um, let's talk about some of your favorite matches that you personally were in there with them. I mean, I know you wrestled them a shit ton, but which ones, like, stick out? And if you happen to have uh, uh, a link or something, a hint that we could type into YouTube? Okay. Um, 
I'd have to. There's one I can tell you right now is real easy. It's Entertaining of Five. The Entertaining of Five is Butabi's versus Stoners. It's a it's a high five crossfaded challenge match. Basically, it's Bundy rules. You got to win by five count, five count pinfall. And we hit each other with fucking everything that night. There's another one. It's the same matchup. It was the Battle of the Bay two match. I think it's if you type in FTS, you'll find it on YouTube, and it's basically it's a best of seven at one time. It's a World Series match. We were the Giants. They were the A's. First one to score four falls wins the match. Those are two really good ones. But a fun story is the Commandos, back when the late DJ Riz was still living, the Commandos were actually my first storyline in the business. When I started, it was 2007, and I was just being the SPW rookie. That was my gimmick. I was like the new up and spunky baby face. Fucking believe that one. But that's what it was at the time. It was me and Josh Robertson, Scoot. And Scoot was like 14 or 15 years old. And so oh, we were doing a veteran at that time. What's that? He, he was a grizzled veteran at that time. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 14 what? years old. I think he won a couple matches. I don't know. We won't talk about that. But, yeah, he was a veteran. So he was, he was literally 14 or 15 years old, something like that. But uh, we have a student showcase match. We do this handshake, all that bullshit. The commandos come out and beat our ass. As they're like, you know, fuck this shit. And they spray paint our backs green because we're green. So they do that to us, and, like, they get ran off or whatever. It ends up being uh, we end up teaming with our, our trainer, Big Ugly, to face the three commandos, and that was the beginning of my very first actual storyline in the business. Yeah, that was the first time I got out of the quote-unquote dark match, even though there was no fucking TV. But uh, that's the way it used to be back then. You probably remember seeing some of the, who's the dark match? I'm like, fuck, every match is the dark match. Oh, they still do I mean, it. Back, they still do it. Yeah. They do? Well, oh, yeah. That's, well, the thing is, some, some of these, well, now you can actually do it because you do see shit on, on Twitch, on uh, mm-hmm. YouTube, on fucking local TV. But back then, it was a fucking dark match. You have a dark match at an indie show, fuck, you tell everybody to turn around. But, I mean, 40 <laughs> people that were there. You know, back then, back when NorCal was a graveyard, not a paradise, but... That was that was my first way to actually have something I could sink my teeth into was with the commandos. But I've had I've wrestled those guys uh and even just like singles matches I think I've had a few with I know I've had a few with Dustin where he was uh Dale Mail, which is a very funny mm-hmm. story. No cool. <laughs> I'll throw that in there for you. But mm-hmm. uh I've had a few with Dustin and uh I don't know if I've wrestled Derek singles, but but me and Derek we get along really well and uh there's a good chance that if there is a rib happening on a show, it was he or I. So look out for that. <laughs> oh, man. Or both. Actually, a lot of times it's both. One of us will be doing something, and then, like, I could kind of be like, he's doing something. Hey, man, what's going on? Oh, we, could, we took uh, Diablo S. check of stuff. We'll leave it on a scavenger hunt. Oh, okay, cool. It'd be like one boot over in, like, the rafters or something with, like, a notepad or something with a clue to where the other thing was. I think that was zero, actually, that one. But I do remember his his headdress disappeared one night, and there was we were leaving feathers, like a trail of feathers, to where it would be. So that was one of the good ones. Now you you've you've seen a bunch of different type characters in Hood Slam. What character yeah. pops you, Johnny the fan? Um, I gotta just say it's so fucking cliche, but drugs money. And yeah, even no now, doubt. even though the character's been around for seven or eight years or whatever, like when I first, I remember when I first heard the fucking, because when it happened, Mikey was greener than goose shit. Mm-hmm. You know, he was 
a year in, if that, I think, when he got handed it. Well, you know, he was, you know, he was, like, we're having him be drugs bunny. It was Mikey J, like, and, you know, the, the rookie out of the boot yeah. camp. That was it. He was a spunky young rookie out of APW. Like, I was a spunky young rookie out of SPW. So that was, it was the same thing. Like, for me to be the spunky rookie, and then all of a sudden, yeah, you're going to wrestle fucking hammered. That's a pretty goddamn eh, two, two extremes right there. So him, him being like, yeah, he's going to do this character. I'm like, that is fucking hilarious. I just popped on the name, and then they told me who's doing it. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, you know, okay, let's see what he does with it. But that's there's, this, that's going to get over. But, like, yeah, Drug Bunny easily. Um, he's not there no more, but uh, and neither of them, actually, quite frankly. Uh, Pong and Fong, the team game over because it's fucking Angry Video Game Nerd and Francis. That's basically what it is, and we've made it in pro wrestling. And that was just, I was just, I always pop for that because I still watch the nerd. Um, and just the name Pissed Off Nerdy Gamer, that's a fucking brilliant name someone came up with, wink, wink. But uh, I just love that shit too. <laughs> you know, just the the whole, the, the, the whole creative, being creative with the, the whole Hood Slam thing is, you know, people f- from the outside, they'll, you know, they'll laugh and whatever, but it's, it's pure genius. I mean, everything that, that, for the most part, everything hits. There are some things that don't, but yeah. that is what it is. But, so, th- I mean, well, there's brilliant hits, stuff. <laughs> that's, that's, that is the fail-safe we have. If it doesn't get over, fuck the fans. It shows for us. There you so, go. Oh, well, if it, if there's part, we will have complete stinkers that become classics because it doesn't matter if you like it or not. We did. You know, <laughs> that's the whole point. Like, we literally say, fuck you, this is our show. So if you didn't like it, well, you literally came to a show where we say fuck you, and you still get a thousand people. Well, not not so much. Yeah. But back in the day, quote unquote, when it was the first Friday, um, let's let's kind of talk a little bit of business now that they've gone to yeah. you know every Friday. How's business? Better. Um, <laughs> we still pack the house on first Friday. Like it's no one's business. When we were doing, we would do it here and there, uh, like a third, like a random show, like a like a theme. You know, let's say, and it'd be on a random day. Let's say it's the fourth Friday of the month. We're doing a video game night. You know, for example, we would see two hundred or so people because it was a, it wasn't the first Friday. Everyone knows it's the first Friday. The first Friday is the first Friday. And when mm-hmm. when it was like brought up of like September or whenever the hell it was, we're gonna run every week. It was like. Uh, I was very worried, personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, there's been a lot of times when we doubled the price. I was like, fuck, this is where it ends. And then I remember when we lost and we had to move venues. I'm like, well, here it is. This is the end. And that was fucking seven years ago when I'm thinking, well, this thing has run its course. But I, a lot of us, I'll, I'll get on the business, but I want to tell a story after that. A lot of, like, uh, the business-wise, it looks like, like, I'm not on every show. I'm obviously not on Glam. Glam is doing great. I wasn't on Stoner U because it's a Stoner U show. Um, I will be there Friday at the Oakland Metro Opera House for Hood Slam, and I'll be at uh, Arno. I'll be in I'll be in Oakland at the Opera House the next three Fridays. So it's every fucking Friday. I'll be there the next three. But the the secondary shows are drawing better than they were before we went weekly. So you'll see a second like oh we'll like if we have a shitty house it's three hundred people, and that's for like a random ass fucking show that. You know, that's a shitty house. But we're still packing it. So, really, it's, it's just, it's, there's more money. You know, all mm-hmm. this, we're bringing in cash. It, it's fucking amazing. 
Well, you 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 said you had a a story you wanted to to share. By all means, John. Okay, so and I'm I'm talking about like I thought it's over. I thought it's over. There's no way when when Hood Slam started and and we call it the accidental phenomenon because it wasn't it was never well maybe the same. But I don't think anyone in the locker room thought this was anything more than like, dude, let's just fucking hang out. It's a party, but we're going to have a show during it. It's the way I felt like it was going to be. And it was. So I was like, okay, this will be cool. Because we weren't even charging money at the time. It was a free show. So that's why, to me, it just felt like a fucking party. Which is why I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going to get fucking party motored out. And here we are nine years later, and I'm still getting party motored out. But I'm like, oh, oh, man, okay. So we would just get, and I'm just thinking, okay, this will this will be fun for like four shows, you know. We'll we'll do this. It'll be a party, like, okay. And then we'll kind of cool down off it, and like, okay, after like a year, we'll probably just be like, yeah, I remember that. It'll be like one of those things we talk about like seven years from now. Man, I remember Hood Slam. That was so cool, man. We ought to do another one of those, man. Those were fun times. But we started making money on free shows, and I'm like, I remember Sam walking up to me, and it was it was 15 bucks. I'm like the fuck is that? He's like, you're paying. I'm like, you're paying me to do hood slams? He's like, yeah. I'm like, why? He's like, well, the fans are donating money. I'm like, are you fucking shitting me? They're giving us money and we're not asking for it? He's like, yeah, here you go. Wow, okay, okay, we're on to something here, I guess. And it was it was Hood Slam 3. It was Hood Slam 3, I remember. Like, people were kind of like, okay, this is, this is kind of cool, actually. And then by the time we finished Hood Slam 4, I think everyone kind of knew, okay, this might be something really special. And because the, the crowd, like at Hood Slam 3, there was maybe 40 people there. Hood Slam 4, there was like 80. And then 5, it was it was just a victory, but it's like, there's like 120 people here. And so we're like, wow. we're going to start charging. We're start, we're start charging admission. I'm like, oh, well, that's the end of that. This thing, there you go again. Me thinking, oh, well, fuck, that's the end of that. They're just, that's free. That's why they're showing up. This would have been eight years ago. I think I thought the show was going to be over. I'm like, well, that was a fun run, and you know, but. And then we started charging. I'm like, uh, the crowd didn't shrink, and we charged money. And then the next show was the one year anniversary, and the fucker was the building was literally. I mean, it's the Victory Warehouse. There's no no seats, and that's one of the things with Hudson. There's no seats because of the Victory. There were no seats, so we kept that going. Where's the seats? Fuck them. Stand up. Watch the show. It's like a rock concert. You're tall. Get in the back. So. It's the first anniversary. We had so many people in the Victory Warehouse watching the show. They were literally also outside the Victory Warehouse watching the show. We opened up the doors. There were people in the, the parking area looking in. We had to charge admission at the front gate, not the front door, because there were so many people there. It was just insane, this whole, this whole thing. I mean, you guys don't just run, you know, at at the the opera house. You you uh, you set up shop at the the Folsom Street Fair every year. Yeah. Um, you've done things, you know, outdoors at, at different different events and all kinds yeah. of. Uh, Good. <laughs> it, it's amazing. And yeah, it's you know, really insane. I, I I've yet to go to a Friday show due to scheduling issues. I have gone to a Saturday show. I have pictures. Yeah, I did go. Which one was that? And it was it was amazing. It was something completely different. And I mean, I was a territory kid. You know. Yeah. (laughs) My first show was a '79 Battle Royal, and this was completely different. And it blew me away. Um, I mean, I followed you guys for years, 
And now with the, the yeah. whole Twitch thing, it's it's easy to you know go back and watch stuff, which is great for those of us that yeah, you know would love to go, but it just logistically can't work. Um, you guys are on a whole different level, and I don't I can't compare it to anything. Um, some people have compared it to Chikara, but Chikara's for yep. you know, more more of a younger audience, shall we say? Yeah. And I mean, you guys really don't give a fuck, and, and I respect that. You know, Thank you get my respect you. No, we, because mean, we, we don't. You know, it's <laughs> a good point. We've been told the business so many times, like, but we're making more than you. <laughs> exactly. We're not killing the business. We're not killing the business. We're killing your business. You know, there you you're go. not making money, but we are. Like, you well, know, you I know. like that picture, that gif of Woody Harrelson from Zombieland, like crying, with, crying, you know, wiping his tears with a fucking handful of money. Oh, man, you fucking hurt my feelings. Oh, man, I guess I'll just have to go fucking cry myself to sleep in my fucking arcade mansion I live in. So I guess I'll just exactly. do that. <laughs> exactly. I want to be like Plinko. It is what it is. Who the fuck is Plinko? Nah, I know. That's, we can even <laughs> talk about that later on if you want to do that. I was you thinking know what? about let's, this Let's go right there. The we first time speak. I saw you was at Hood or okay. was at uh, Fog City. Had to be Devil Mountain. Fog, Fog City. Oh, man. The other FCW. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I remember I, I didn't realize it was like, yeah, Fog City Wrestling. And I remember seeing our brief. I'm like, oh, it's FCW also. Hey, maybe we'll get people to watch our shit without knowing it. Sweet. Fog City Wrestling. Fun story. And I, and I, I mentioned Larry Blackwell earlier. Fong, Larry Blackwell. He was actually the guy that got me uh, my first booking with Fog City. So, uh, and this is uh, at Cauliflower Alley. 2009. I'd never met Larry. And this was back when, like, SPW and APW were kind of, you know, stupid mm-hmm. fucking indie heat or whatever. And uh, I'd heard of Larry. I never met him, you know, whatever. And I think he'd kind of heard of me. I was just coming up. And uh, so we ended up, like, meeting there. And uh, we did the, the, the uh, what you want to call it, the tryout or whatever for the show, mm-hmm. the Harley Race tryout. Thing. And uh, I wrestled uh, I wrestled Bruce. Uh, Biaon Yin or uh, Brian, the referee. Yeah, the referee guy. Yeah. yeah, the referee guy. So we ended up we ended up uh, pairing up in the in the ring. So so I started doing my gimmick shit. I was doing fucking fucking Harley Race and I'm doing the goddamn yodeling elbow and shit in front of Harley Race. So and Larry sees it. He never met me, and we ended up uh, uh, connecting during that time. And we would kind of sat together like the banquet some bullshit, you know, whatever. And uh, he was like, I got this idea, like you do in the yodeler, but I'm a mountain, right? You can literally climb the mountain. And he's like, and he got, he's like, yeah, maybe you want to come to San Francisco and wrestle me? I'm like, fuck yeah. So we did with the tag team matches, me, me, I was teaming with Corvus against uh, him and Jekyll. And then we did the spot where he got knocked down in the corner or on my apron against the corner. And I, I yodeled and climbed him like the, the cliffhanger from fucking Price is Right. So that was Tremendous. like the whole reason I got booked at Fog City. Because so, Larry popped for that idea, and I was like, yeah, "That's pretty cool. All right, yeah, let's do that." Well, what did you think of the Fog City product? I enjoyed myself, uh, other than one match that we I still get shit about. Tell me you don't know about it. Uh, come on, dude. I, I smoked so much pot in my life, I can barely remember my wife's name. Good, thank God, we don't have to talk about it. But I've enjoyed Fog City. I had a. I wouldn't say I had any, like, classics there, um, other than the one match we won't be in from this classic. 
Ask Marcus Mack about it next time. Ask, ask him about my match at Fog City up north. He'll know. Um, oh, that was that at Clear Lake? I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I will ask him on the 30th. There I we will go. ask him on the 30th. There you go. It, good Lord. But, yeah, I had a blast. I had, I had an absolute blast at Fog City. It was, it was a very uh, – uh, Dom was great to work with, very easy. We had a lot of ideas that uh, just never came to uh, came to be. There was going to be something we were going to do, and I can't remember the name of the gimmick, but basically it was going to be uh, Point Break, mm-hmm. where we were going to be like the presidents or whatever. It was going to be like a kind of invasion like that, and like something I can't remember. It, like, of course, it was like nine years ago. But that was like mm-hmm. one of the ideas that came I'm like, yeah, that was fucking fun, you know? <laughs> we are going to do stuff like that. But Dom was super easy to work with, and... Uh, you know, it was, it was a blast to go over there, and I had a lot of fun. It was a glorious time. I was there for Necro against Olafa. Oh, I was on that show, and too. There we go. That match was insane. You know, and I remember uh, if, partaking I remember, in I outside with Awesome Kong, that was quite cool, too. I don't know if I was out. I know, I want to say Necro, didn't he, like, fire a trash can across the DNA lounge and hit him in the head with it? Yep. If I remember right. Okay, I do. Wow. I, hey, my memory's not too bad either. Look at that. <laughs> I don't remember yeah, if do Kevin Gill was the referee for that one or not. What's that? I don't I don't remember if KG was the referee for that one or not. I, I don't remember. I, I, had but, I, had the time, I, don't, I barely knew KG, so I, I wouldn't have been able to point him out anyways. But uh, I do remember there is one match of, of Larry giving me a splash. And, K- and KG's the referee, and he's just freaking out. Like, oh, he's selling it better than I am. Like, oh, God damn, put it over, kid. But it, it, it's, pretty, it's pretty good. Kid. So how, how is it to, where, where you're, you're based in that water? So you have to drive up to Oakland, yeah. you know, yeah. three, three weeks out of the month. Um, do you take – is that about as far as you go north or – Generally. In other words, I mean, have you gone go up to, to Oregon the with with the with the guys at all, or <clears throat> I've been to Oregon. I don't I don't generally. Uh, I'll be honest. I don't get out that much, and people are like, oh, you don't get out much. I'm like, fuck, I get paid. You don't have to. I don't have to. You don't have to. No, when I was coming up this area, I always like, man, it'd be really cool to have a show at Outwater one day or Merced one day. There's fucking four promotions that run 20 miles from my door now. I don't have to get out. So I've been, like, really, and, I mean, you know, I would say blessed, but, I mean, I've busted my ass, too, to make this shit happen. I mean, I'm not that I'm promoting, but I'm out there getting the word out. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm, you know, I know a lot of people. They'll come to the show if I'm on it. But it's, yeah, Oakland is generally the farthest I'll go. I mean, it's it's my thing. It's like, why am I going to travel further to make less? You know, it's like, well, well do you want to get looked at and signed? I'm like, why do I want to move no. across the country to make less? Again, why do I want to leave my arcade mansion? <laughs> so you know, to, exactly. to, to journeyman it over there, and, and you know, be told I can't be creative. So it's like, I mean, I enjoy watching the WWE product and all that shit. I was just watching it. SmackDown was great. I enjoyed the show. If I don't enjoy the show, I fucking turn it off. I play Street Fighter, which, fucking by the way, uh, I am still playing here. By the way, but yeah, I hear that. So you know, I'm not bullshitting. But anyway, um, <laughs> I forgot I was playing. Fucking Ryu's got me in a, or I'm sorry, Zangit's got me in a claw right now. I'm Ryu. But, uh, yeah, no, it's just, I, I generally just go to Oakland, or unless we're going to, like, San Francisco. Uh, right. Summertime, I have a lot more free time. I'm more willing to travel. 
because I'm just sitting on my at my uh, on my ass. Like I'll go to Vegas. I went to Vegas last year. I had a I had a blast. Lost a lot of money. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I no. mean, I've talked to people from from Oregon when last when Hood Slam went up there. Uh, I want to say it was like last September or something. Some people from up there were like, well, "Are you are you gonna be there?" I'm like, "No, nah, I'm I'm staying home." You know, I got I don't want to be on the road for you know 30 hours and then go you know go to work and practice the next day. It's like, nah, I'll stay home. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't get out too much. I mean, I'm I'm always willing to listen, but like, it's it's pretty hard to peel me off my couch when I get on it. Well, I'll bust my well, ass, you know my five, but. <laughs> Let's put over. Not, we're not going to call him James C. We're going to we're going to call him the boss, Mike Rain and uh, Marcus Eriks. Congratulations on the three year anniversary show of uh, this uh, yeah. this past uh, great show from top to bottom. Can't wait to see it on on Amazon Prime. They will be streaming it, I think, on their YouTube page on the twenty eighth. So go to the Best of the West Facebook page. We'll give you information on that. Um, let's talk about those guys. Uh, Best of the yeah. West. I mean, top to bottom, oh, their their new arena, beautiful. Um, everything's you know just hitting on all cylinders for them. Um, yeah. Let, let's talk about it. How uh, how'd you get hooked up with Best of the West? Well, this is the story you've heard before. Uh, I was on Best of the West from day one, <laughs> the very first show. <laughs> there and, you go. Uh, I was teaming with Anthony Butabi. <laughs> kind of like oh, well, like there you go. And then this was actually at a time where uh, the, if I don't know if you were familiar with this, the very first like four or five months of Best of West was R-rated. It was basically Hood Slam South oh, with wow. their rosters. Yeah, it was okay. You didn't know that. No, it was I. Me and Riv did some of our. I can remember one sketch we did that was really sketchy. Um, we basically did. A, we were we were feuding with a, a team. I think they were called the Glory Days. They were called the Glory Days. They're basically like the, the Jocks, you know. Go ahead, jocks, whatever, you know. And they were talking about, like, how we do shit wrong. You know, you guys come out here to party and do all that shit wrong. You can't do that in this business. So we fucking did the Jericho angle from Nitro. So like you, and we were like, all right, you say we come out here and drink and party, and that's bullshit, and that's wrong? Well, that's not all we do. Cocaine, LSD, boom. We were, like, throwing, like, papers in the crowd, like, naming all the horrible other things we did. Like, we were like, yeah, strippers, college girls, girls that strip to get into college. You know, all these other things that we were like, yeah, this is all the other things. And I remember the last one was Super Nintendo. Just for the hell of it. Just throw that in there. Like, oh, and we played Super Nintendo. So we did a lot of, like, sketchy things like that, too, there. But at the very beginning, because it was at Strummer's, a bar uh, in the Tower District. I think it's the Tower District, whatever it's called, in Fresno. But, uh, yeah, it was – it was. Uh, we, I started there, and then uh, then they started they – they started doing the City College, and then they started coming down here. So that's when I started being a singles wrestler when they came down here. And uh, I like, I, 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 I'm taking a break from Best of the West, and it's nothing like, like, it's basically like I'm coaching baseball and track and basketball right now, literally three sports. I'm like, hey, I'm, when we come back to Merced, I'm doing the whole summer. In theory, you know. So I'm like, I'm going to, it wasn't another three year, but it wasn't like, well, Jody's going No, Johnny said he's going to come back after baseball in. So, um, uh, Best of the West of Blast. Super fucking easy to do business with. Uh, Mike Rain is one of my best friends, not only in the business, but period. So, uh, obviously, it's very easy to do business there. Um, no, I just have a blast. And, and, and the fact that I get to wrestle, and for the last, like, six years, I've been able to wrestle basically in my hometown. Um, literally, their venue is a half mile away from where I was born. 
so I get to do that every few months. It's it's pretty badass to me. And then like I get to literally be like the hometown hero or whatever. Which a lot of people like that only know me from Hood Slam or from here, when they see the other half are like, What the fuck? Like I have had like, you know, coworkers go to Hood Slam and they're just like I would have never guessed. You're you're a maniac. You know? I'm like, yeah. And then, like, people that'll see me, like, that'll come, like, you know, wrestlers or whatever, that'll just come hang out for the weekend here in Atwater, and then we'll go to, like, oh, let's go to Target, you know, get some beer or whatever and some food for the night. Cool. And then there's, like, all these kids, like, coach, hey, coach. And they're, like, what the hell? <laughs> it's, it's just two different sides of a coin. It, it, it's really cool, actually. So, but Best of Us gets, lets me wrestle. And even kind of, like, it's like those kids can't see me go, obviously, they're not going to go to the They can't. But it's, right. like, you know, if, if they – they're like, I've had kids that, like, had no clue, and then uh, that I was a wrestler, like, you know, their dad or whatever, like, you oh, know, let's go check out the local show. There's a show. Okay. That's Coach Martin. What? <laughs> and then there, and then I'm the celebrity that day at school, so it's always fun. So I, I, I do remember one kid that uh, he uh, he goes to the school I work at on Fridays, and he's actually, he's a, he's a younger kid. He's training to, to do MMA and all that stuff at a, at a youth level. And he's a, he's like, yeah, Coach is the man. He threw some spiky head guy into, into the fence and slammed him on a cardboard box. I'm like, don't tell him that. Spiky head guy with microsterics. But, yeah, so then that, that was a story all day. Yeah, I guess. I, yes, I do. I am a wrestler. So it's, it's, it's just a lot of fun. And that was a Best of the West show. So Best of the West, let me, let's, uh, keep, I have a blast working there, wrestling there. And, then, and sometimes it makes my uh, nine to five, Monday through Friday a little more interesting too when the stories get out. I have to mention my demigod of death, Funny Bone. Oh, um, yes. I, I, I got, I got nothing, man. Talk about Bone. Yeah, that is uh, one of the toughest motherfuckers I've ever met, and he's so. I mean. As intense as he is in the ring, he is so not the same backstage. It's fucking awesome. He's the most cool, chill dude ever. Um, what was funny, I think it was last year, but it was about a year and a half ago. Excuse me. Uh, I wrestled Bone at Best of the West. We were the main event. And it was like, oh, this will be fun. Me and Bone will have a hell of a match. We always do. And I'm like, I never fucking worked with Bone. And it was one of those weird things. We had been, like, around for so long, but we had, like, rarely even touched. Like, mm. it was like a maybe a battle royal or something. Only match we could come up with was a four-corner tag match where we both just happened to be in it. And he was teaming with Tyler Bateman, and finish was on him. So no one even touched I never touched him. So it was, it was, like, one of those things was like, okay, so we should have a good match. I mean, we've never done it. So, but we, I, I really enjoyed that match a lot. Bonus, bonus, like, the professional, easiest guy in the world to, to work with. Um, just a stellar performer in every aspect. You know, he, he knows he can do anything. He's got the showmanship. He's got the athleticism, obviously. I mean, the dude, I mean, he's tougher than nails. His shit is clean. Like, the guy is... Mm-hmm. It's tight. He's, it's Christopher uh, Daniels type smooth. Yeah. You know, no, that he, just he, flows like water. Kind of, yeah. 
And his merch game's tight, too. I mean, he's got painted fucking yeah, rubber jealous. ducks. <laughs> rubber ducks, bro? With the with the funny yeah, bone face paint? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, that, he's, you know, he's, he's, been, he's a family uh, man, and, you know, he does the whole thing for his family, and, you know, he gets nothing but respect for me. And absolutely. the guy's a madman. I can't wait to see his match from this past Sunday with Nick Gage. Ooh. Yeah. No, I'm sure it'll be oh, great. Boy. I'm going to pour me yeah. that shot real quick, though, if you don't mind. You know, oh, not a problem. Line me up, too, brother, while you're there. Well, I got one hand. Ha- Come on now. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> I never say no to a shot of tequila. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, and you know, you ought to appreciate this because I am missing Taco Tuesday and the power hour to do this thing. So, who would be? One of, uh, one of these bars in town, they, they do Taco Tuesday, and they also do, for an hour, they do half off all alcoholic beverages, which means oh. $2 tequila shots on top of $5 or two for five tacos. So I uh, I tend to be there a lot on Tuesdays, but, you know, I'm trying to cut down a little bit also, so maybe maybe not, in, you know, inhaling four tacos tonight would be a good decision. So who do you want to see across the ring from you? At a hood slam show, within reason. I mean, I, you can't say like I want to honor, but I mean within reason. No, Kevin. No, Kevin Nash. No, let me. Think. He'll tear a quad walking out the curtain. So. No, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll be drunk anyway, so it won't matter. We'll have a hell of a match. I can't walk anyway, so anyway. Um, you know, like, are we talking people that have never been there, or what do we got? Yeah. Because honestly, yeah. to be, if I'm being entirely honest, and I don't mean to say this like a dick, we don't need anyone. Um. Like, it's nice to see people come through. But it's, it's our characters have all evolved so much anyways that we could just recycle a match we did three years ago, and it's a new match. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, I honestly couldn't, maybe, only thing I would think of is maybe something, I'll tell you right now, okay, Marty the Moth. I wrestled him a few months ago. I had never met Marty. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a match at CWA and Hillmar, which is another promotion, 20 minutes from my front door. Uh, it's like one of those things. It's very convenient for me. My best friend literally lives three blocks away from the venue, so it's it's pretty nice. Uh, I wrestled him and never wrestled him before, and we just we had a great match. And I was like, man, this guy this guy's great. You know, I mean, if he was part of the show, that'd be fucking awesome. I'd love to wrestle him there. Um, mm-hmm. If you want me to be honest, who I want to see across the ring from me at, at Hood Slam would be AJ Kirsch. One last time. There's one a more lot time. Of matches like that. One one more time. One last. I don't one think one I don't think AJ's done. I, I don't think well, he's done. Maybe one of I, uh, <laughs> I, I think he's got something. I think he's got something left. He's he's not done. Yeah, he's not well, done. I'm saying um, one of us must be winding down. But uh, so there's. <laughs> it's, I want to. I want to. I'm kind of like at that right now. I want to wrestle someone I haven't wrestled in a long time, and treat it like it's the last match, just in case it is. There's a lot of like a lot of things with the Roman Reigns thing, also. And God bless him for, you know, kicking out of that. Tomorrow is not guaranteed, you know that? So, like, I would like to kind of, like, do a lot of these things um, at Hood Slam. And it would just be, like, with the guys that are already there. I have never once wrestled Anton Voorhees one-on-one. So there's one right really? there. Well, now, now that he's, you know, 100% Hood Slam, you know, he's kind of yeah. set his East Bay stuff aside, that may just happen. Yeah. So... Well, that, he's bald, though. I don't like bald guys. So, no, I don't. But still, that would be one of those things, like like something like that. And I haven't 
I have the feeling that there's going to be a book written about you know Hood Slam down the road. Just uh, I, I would. I mean, to be honest, we can make a second movie at this point. Because <laughs> yeah. and of course, for those who don't know, there is a Hood Slam movie called The Accidental Phenomenon on Amazon. I think it's still on Amazon to watch. But if you watch that film, we were like, wow, this is amazing. We have 500 people at our shows. And it's like, by the time the film had all the interviews and all that was edited, cut together, all that, when it came out, the company had grown like double in size since then. So it was like, we fucking crossed 500 now on the first Friday. It was just like, so there could literally be a second one. Um, which, you know, I mean, if there's a book, cool. That'd be sweet. I mean, I hope I'm a part of that. You know, I was only the first ever chance. So. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Mr. Johnston would, would not mind his pictures being, uh, you know, put into a book like that. He's he's a cool dude. Yeah. He's actually been on the show a few months ago. Uh, Mark's a good yeah. kid. Hell of an eye. Um <laughs> You know, I, I still, from time to time, will hop on YouTube and check out that Stoner U commercial that they filmed. It was just, you know, amazing. Um, oh, yeah. Up on the Super Bowl one? Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, well, yeah. let's let's talk about Manny. Um, you know, he's he's just scratching on the NXT TV, and you're currently yeah. listening to him while you're playing WWE 2K19. Um, That's true. <laughs> it's a trip That's hearing him true. and AJ. It's just weird. But uh, what about Manny? Did did you think he would be something in the business? I mean, not. I never thought he would be in NXT, but he's got the ability, the looks, the charisma, and everything. Um, did you think that he would he would blow up the way he did? No, and I don't mean it like in a bad way, but like I didn't know he was on anyone's radar. I'm like, oh, he's good. He's really good. Like it wasn't to me. Well, then again, I only wrestled at the time. I know Manny was getting out there all over the place, and. Uh, so I'm like, yeah, he's fucking solid. He's great, you know, really good. Oh well, look, you know, he's Stoner U kid, of course. I mean, everyone there's good. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like to me, it wasn't that Manny stood out. I mean, above head and shoulders above anyone else. It was that everyone was fucking good, you know. And um, but I like I'd been in the ring with him a couple times, and I was like, yeah, he's fucking solid. You know, he's having great matches, you know, and. He's having, you know, but he's so early on, and he was so early on, but no, I didn't even, like, consider it. It wasn't like, mm-hmm. when he got on, I was, I'm so fucking happy for him. That's fucking awesome. But I just had no clue that he was getting those kind of eyes on him. But, I mean, it's me. I'm so fucking oblivious to most things anyways. Um, you know, because I, I live here in Outwater. I don't know what's going on in Oakland right now. You know, they're, they're mm-hmm. probably training right now. I don't know what's happening there. So I'm just out of a lot of loops. I just kind of do my thing. I show up on Fridays. I have fun. I have a few drinks with my friends. I have a good little match, and, you know, that's what I do. Um, but for Manny to get, like, when I heard about what was going on with the uh, the Greater Royal Rumble, I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. He's going to be on fucking pay-per-view? I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm watching. I went home and I fucking went home and fucking watched. Like, I remember my my lunch break that day. I didn't eat. I went home and because it was airing at, like, what was it? Like, it started broadcasting at, like, 8 a.m. or something. Yeah, on a Friday. Yeah, on a Friday. It was a Friday for sure. I know it was a Friday. Or um, maybe that was the greatest Royal Rumble. Or uh, Crown Jewel. Whatever it was. But one of those, I just went home. I watched it on my on my fucking lunch break. I was like, I got to fucking do this. So, but for him to do what he's doing is fucking amazing. And 
he's gonna he's gonna make it. I'm gonna I have no fucking doubt. Like it's not one of those things like, oh, let's see how that goes. You know, because you see people, you know, where it's like, okay, well, you know, we'll see how they do. It's like with Manny, it's like, yeah, he's gonna fucking do this. Like he's he's like he's really good, and he shouldn't be yet. And now he's over there. He's gonna get better. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's, he's the sky's the fucking limit. I think he's gonna get whatever he wants out of this business. Personally, um, be it there or elsewhere, he's gonna have a fucking blast. So props to Manny. And which leads me to another little funny story because, and believe it or not, it's a bit of a rib that involves me and Manny. I don't know if you know this one. So we're doing a show about two years ago, something like that. And it's at nights, and it's the ones we were calling Beach Slam, but they were just like the Hood Slam. It was outdoor Hood Slams at, like, a bar. And uh, I get there, and they're very, even for a Hood Slam, this is, like, as low-key and back as to be. It's a fucking, there's a barbecue grill, like, 20 feet from the ring, and there's a guy doing, doing burgers, burgers and hot dogs right next to the ring. When you buy a ticket, you can, hey, you can make a you know, pass through the line, get some potato salad, too. That's how chill these shows walk. And this outdoors, you know, AJ's sitting next to like a freaking RV, like calling commentary. It's, 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 everyone's sitting in lawn chairs on the grass. That's how low key these shows are. So, Stan's uh, like, yeah, it's the opening match is Johnny and Manny. And of course, this is the shows I used to wear a Speedo, literally a Speedo. I'd wrestle on a Speedo for, for the hell of it. And uh, you guys do whatever you want. Whatever you want. Yeah. Let's do a U Haul match. I wanted to do a casket match, but for some reason there just wasn't a random casket around. I kind of I don't know why I wanted to do a casket match. Let's do the same thing with a U-Haul. Whoever gets thrown in the U-Haul, you shut it. Match is over. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. We're opening match, and uh, we're doing the match. Blah blah blah. We have a we have a fun little match. You know, goofing around. It's a fucking U-Haul match and a barbecue. And. Uh, I end up winning the match and locking Manny in there. Like, yeah, I do my exit. And I go to the back, and I remember I go to the locker room. I look at Brittany Wonder. I'm like, is there any way to get out of the U-Haul from inside? She's like, I don't think so. Oh. oh. And we're opener. And Manny's in the Battle Royal main event. So we're doing the mat, and we're doing the whole show. And then Brittany would go over there and, like, roll a bottle of water in there for him. He's like, nah, he stayed in there the whole show. And then they're doing the Battle Royal in the main event. Well, it's a Royal Rumble, I guess. And they hit his music, and someone opens the U-Haul, and he makes his grand entrance from inside the fucking U-Haul. He's been sitting in for two and a half hours, and he comes in and cleans out. Fucking blast. Had no idea that was happening, but that ended up being a thing. <laughs> Jeez. Well, you you mentioned Brittany Wonder, a past guest. Yeah. Um. I, you know, she is an amazing talent herself. Uh, yeah. Definitely one of the boys. And I mean that in the best, you know, possible way. She doesn't care if you're a dude, chick, dog, whatever. She'll get in the ring and she'll, yeah. she'll roll with you. Um, yeah. What, what do you think of her, you know, as a performer? And, that, you know, because you've seen her pretty much since she's broken in. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> She's gotten so much better. She's had some of the best matches we've ever had. Uh, her matches with, with Drugs and, and uh, God bless him, Virgil Flynn, they had some really good matches. And I have had a few matches with Brittany. Briv has as well. 
show were absolute fucking barbers. They're classic fucking matches. Uh, she's gotten really good. She can stand out on her own. Uh, she can stand in a stable and, and make that stable look better because it's a different presence. And it's not so much that she's a female. It's just like she's so chill. But she has her own personality, her own, like, uh, vibe she adds to any group she's in. Where it's like, you know, your eyes are like, you know, you're going to watch the whole group. And then, like, okay, they got Brittany. That's going to be kind of different. Okay. Because she's kind of different, you know, in her own way. And uh, we all are. But, no, she's gotten so good. I fucking love Brittany. Like, I call her my sister. And I mean that. And I and mostly <laughs> – and I, we joke about this, too. It's like Brittany, Brittany Wonder is the only woman that's ever – Stayed the night at my house that I haven't slept with, but you know that. But Brady is the best. Another breakout performer who's all over the place now. Uh, I mean, worldwide is Shotzi Blackheart. Yeah. Um, when I first saw her, literally just saw, I thought she was just another pretty face. Then she got in the ring. Yeah. And we've been lucky to see her progression. You know, through different companies, and you know, now she's you know working for 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 major women's companies and and stuff. Uh, what do you think about Shotzi? Honestly, John, did you think that she would become the star that she currently is? I mean, knowing where she was coming up from, I didn't. You know, I mean, you never know like the people are going to leave the area or whatever. Because I'm from. I came up in 2006. No one was going nowhere. Like, you were literally, and I, what I was doing, you were literally just training so you can get booked at the other fed that was just had students that were trying to get booked at your fed. That's what I came up from. Mm-hmm. No one was getting looked at here. So I never really think about, like, I don't look at a talent and be like, oh, they're going to make it. They're not going to make it. It's like, fuck, okay, cool. Someone knew it to work. That's all I think. Like, that's just my, that's just my mindset because that's how I started. Right. Like, this area is good now. This area is good. Like, there's talent getting picked up from here, and it's, like, a mind-blower. I never really thought anything about uh, – I mean, you know, in a way, I didn't think about that at all about Shotzi. I'm like, oh, yeah, she's – okay, well, fuck, she's having great matches, too. She's a great look, you know, but, yeah, she's doing amazing things, and she's fucking hilarious, too. She's a, but, no, she's, she's good. She's good people, she too, the, you know. Yeah, she's a great role model for, for young girls. Everybody. She did pants me like 10 times outside the Oakland Metro. I was like, fucking hell. (laughs) Well, we're, uh, oh, I'm getting the go home sign from the wife. I guess she, she wants to watch TV. So, um, let's, uh, let's get out some plugs and, you know, um, your, your brown butter page. I'm assuming you have a brown butter page, don't you? Yeah. There's only the one shirt on there right now. Uh, the I'm a chugger shirt, which for, uh, Everyone listening, it's I'm a hugger, but with a C on the end. Uh, Whatever. The it. it works. Hey, it works. It works. Hey, people seem to like it. So there's that piece. Uh, I do have my own stuff that I kind of do on my own. Like I said, I don't really escape this area too much by design. Uh, I do have my big leaguer caps, my ball caps. I was thinking about doing some other things, but we'll see about that. Um, as far as plug, Facebook, don't bother. I'm not going to add you. Uh Instagram, follow me on Instagram though at, at Johnny Butabi, no space, just one solid word. Johnny Butabi with an H, two N's. Why? Butabi like the Roxbury, same movie, great movie. Uh, that's really it. I don't do, I don't like Twitter. 
Uh, only time I get on Twitter is to see if, like, fucking what Trump said was legit. Uh, that's about it. I just, I like to, like, if you like goofy pictures, Instagram, hit me up. You know, I like to have fun. You can follow me on Facebook at Johnny Bucali, but I'm probably not going to friend request you. You know, I just don't, yeah. Definitely but worth yeah. a follow, guys. Uh, Definitely worth a follow. Yeah, you have to follow. I'm a, yeah, follow me. Yeah, hit the follow thing because we, if, if we ain't friends, we ain't friends. Uh, you know what I mean? Unless you're a lady, go for it. We can see what happens with that. Um, other than that, I would just suggest, hey, follow Hood Slam, follow CWA, follow Best of the West, follow Action Coast Empire, follow East Bay Pro Wrestling, which is a good promotion. I really have a lot of good things to say about them. Uh, I, I don't get there often, but, you know, it's a little fur, far away from me. But I do enjoy going there at least once or twice a year and having a blast. I have a great time there. Uh, good people there. Maynard runs the place. He's a good guy. Always like to I'd like to have a beer with him and bullshit about the old days. So uh, East Bay Pro Wrestling, good place. Action Coast Empire, like I said, CWA, California Wrestling Association. Uh, Wrestling's Best of West are doing amazing things, and I'll, I'll be back there in a couple months. So you'll see me doing my thing there, and of course, motherfucking Hood Slam. And on top of Hood Slam, we have an umbrella now. Hood Slam is four companies. Not only Hood Slam, it's Glam. Uh, Gorgeous ladies. I don't even know what it stands for. Glam. Uh, Sexy Good Time Wrestle Show. That's basically our theme night. That's a different promotion entirely. It's, it's Sexy Good Time Wrestle Show. Part of Hood Slam. Our theme. And, of course, Stoner U. Four fucking promotions under one umbrella. Check all of them out. We are kicking ass, and we ain't done yet. Even though I said, like, oh, this is the end of it. Nah, it's not the end of it. I'm always wrong. That's the only thing I'm always wrong about. The end of Hood Slam. We ain't ended. We're going to get better and better and better and better and better. And like two years from this statement being made, I'm going to look back and say, wow, it used to suck back then. So watch out for Hood Slam. We're, we're not fucking done. Fuck the fans. This is real. One more question before we hit the road. Yes. Did you ever think on the West Coast we would be in the middle of the boom that we are in now? Fuck no. Fuck no. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, not... Not a, not a fucking chance. And then, and I'll tell you right now, every fucking hood slam still, and I will do this for all of them, unless I'm the opening match, every fucking hood slam, I go out in the crowd, and I stay there for the intro, and I look around. And I've been doing that for about seven years now because it blows my mind. It blew my mind then, and I did it last show I was on. I went out for the fucking hood slam thing just to look at the people and see how many people I see there that I've, ne- I've never seen before. It'll always blow my mind. <laughs> but yeah, that's even the dogs are telling me to go. But John, it's been my yeah. pleasure having you on. It's it's taken too damn long to have you on, bro. Stubborn, and I'm busy. I do my thing, like I said. But I mean, I am stubborn. I admit, I'm like, oh, I'm doing anything. Can you talk with a beer? But yeah, <laughs> no, this is a blast. I had an absolute fun time. I, I, I definitely appreciate you going an hour with me. Um, I can't. I don't think you can remember the last time you went an hour in the ring, outside. You know, I, I've heard stories, but that's for a different show. Um, but once again, John, it was great having you on, bro. And uh, one of these days, I'm going to get out there on a damn Friday night. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to be back in San Francisco on Cinco de Mayo, which is a Sunday, I believe, and that will be '90s night again. So that will be the one you can check out. That'll be at the OA. We, we will see. We will see. Yeah. Maybe we can get the uh, yeah. stars to align. But once again.
again, John. Yeah. Uh, appreciate having you on. Uh, download link will be up about 9:30 or so. We we went a little longer than than I thought we would, but hey, that's okay. Works for me. Yeah. But uh, like I said, thanks again, bro. Not a problem. I had a blast. All right, thanks, John. Okay, that was the big leaguer, Johnny Butabi. Wow, I've been waiting to have Johnny on for for, I mean, since I restarted the show. Um, I don't attend Hood Slam. I do follow. I do watch stuff on Twitch and YouTube, and and you know, I, I have friends that are in the promotion and whatnot. Um, it's one of many things that are going on here in Northern California and the state of California. Um, you know, go out and spend your money on indies. You don't have to give Vince McMahon your money. You don't have to get the WWE Network. There's all kinds of stuff out there. There's there's streaming networks. There's indie shows every weekend. There are performers that you can buy their merchandise and, you know, right where the money goes. It doesn't go into a machine. It goes right to the to the performers, the boys and the girls that are out there sweating and driving and you know, putting their bodies on the line to entertain you, the fans, and me, the fans. I mean, technically, I guess I would be be called media, but I don't know. I, I don't consider myself media. I'm just a, I'm just a mark, you know, with a podcast, you know. But uh, let's wrap up here. Once again, our sponsors, BrownButterWrestling.com. Uh, they have uh, a bunch of different uh, shirts for for all kinds of different performers on there and companies. There's uh, Virgil Flynn Productions that you can. Uh, you can buy shirts from for them, that company up in Sacramento, and help out uh, uh, Kathy and the kids. Um, that's what I forgot to talk to Johnny about was the uh, the Virgil show. But maybe next time, maybe we can have him on again. Um, also, my own personal uh, brown butter page would be tinyurl.com backslash A-W-R-T-E-E. Uh, I have, I think I have three designs up there, four designs. I have the oh wait I think I still have the zombie kit up there I have the Dawn of the Dead uh, shirt by Killjoy Designs which is just amazing it's a phenomenal shirt uh, I have the uh, AWR is for everybody shirt the Pride shirt of course and the Fuck Cancer shirt which we are giving five dollars of each sale to Breast Cancer Research and another five dollars to uh, pro wrestler Jerry Gray who's getting his ass handed to him by uh, by life as well as cancer. So, uh, yeah, man, just uh, go out there and support your indies. You know, you don't have to give your money to the big machine. Support your indies. You know, go to a show, buy merch, uh, you know, buy hot dogs at the stands. You know, the, it's all independent. You know, and, and, you know, we take care of each other. You yay, you boo, you, you yell, you scream, you have a good time. You know, it's what it's about. It's about the the uh, the health of the business and and. This this art form that I love. Uh, go out, just support each other, you know, and take care of each other and be safe. Um, oh yeah, let's run down the sponsors again. It would be brownbutterwrestling.com and also Joseph DeFalco the Third Studios at JD3 Studio on Facebook. Uh, Joseph is uh, or Joey, whichever you want to call him. He's based out of Vegas. He's uh, he shot this past weekend for Ring of Honor and FSW. Uh, and he's done impact tapings and things like that. He's he also does weddings and you know he does other stuff. So hit him up if uh, you're in the Vegas area. And he also has a passport. And also at Joe Killjoy Designs on Facebook or on Twitter at Killjoy Designs. 
Um, Joe Kiljoy designed my Dawn of the Dead shirt. It's an amazing piece of work. It's just it's phenomenal. It 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 sums me up. I'm an I obviously by the nickname Zombie. I'm obviously a zombie fan. I'm a George A. Romero disciple, and it also you know has my podcast name and all that stuff on there. But uh, Joe Kiljoy does really good work, and he's inexpensive, and he's hood slammer. He you know he he lives in the city. He's local. He's a good kid. Hit him up. Um, there are other designers out there that that are very good. Um, they charge a little more, but you know what the hell? I'll put you over. Uh, West Coast Designs, uh, flyers and T-shirt design. He's really good. Uh, Jeremy Tate up in uh, the Seattle area is really good too. Uh, he leads the league in uh, most designs on PWT. Um, yeah, dude, just go out and support your indies, and uh, I will talk to y'all later.